You're listening to the Ember Lecturer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald Reprobates podcast with myself, Derek. And James. We are both back from our respective holidays, both getting varying levels of culture, one might say. I yes. uh, hope you've enjoyed that Banks podcast last week. Um, I can't even remember what the fuck we spoke about. It's been that yeah, long. Stuff enough. and things. Yes. Things and stuff. But we are back. We are refreshed. We are ready, more unwilling and able and all that sort of. Well, I'm not sure. One or two of those things anyway. We're here. Mm. I was in Spain, James was in France, it was a right European invasion. It was, <laughs> wandered around. Getting them from all fronts. <coughs> well, I suppose I was I was there first, so I shall regale you with my tales of culture. Um, if you remember a while back, uh, we spoke about the fact that uh, Sticky Vicky was retiring. Oh, I don't like talking about Sticky Vicky. I know, I, I still maintain anything you're talking about a vagina should never be, unless you're a gynecologist... You should never be thinking the word sticky as a good mm. thing. Let, let's just get that out there. But and, e- and even then, it's not a good thing. Yeah, no, it's never a good thing, but it, it could come up in conversation. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, pretty much as I expected. I think I was thought, I can't remember if it was off air, if I was speaking to you or whether it was to Louise. But I figured pretty much like like a, a legendary hydra. If you cut off one head, tree will grow back. And pretty much I reckon you are going to get a quote-unquote sticky epidemic in Benidorm. And sure enough, you have. It seems like every other bar is now... like now They're still saying, oh, sticky Vicky, sticky Vicky. But you know it's not because she's retired, like, you know. But yeah, And the new girl is 14 years younger. Well, <laughs> And at, still 87. At least... But um, yeah, they've all got their version of sti- it's sticky this, sticky that, whatever. Mm. Now, not, sti- not a good thing. <laughs> one of them was sticky star or something. But um, I, I love the fact that they 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 refer to it like to kind of give you the in case you're unsure of what you're getting, it's sexy magic. <laughs> now, I did see it this time. I, 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 like I said, no, no. If it's not Penn and Teller, it ain't sexy magic. Yeah. But the only thing I will say is. It is neither sexy nor majestic. It is neither. But I had no intention. I mean, as I said, I didn't see Sticky Vicky when I was over there because just some Elvin pulling shit out of our twat wasn't something I needed to see. So, but then when I heard she retired, I kind of went, you know, uh, I feel like I like I, I was in New York and I didn't go into the World Trade Center. And now that it's not there, I can't. So I kind of felt similar, like somebody crashed a plane into her or something. <laughs> But we were walking down the street one night, we were making our way home, and it was getting on, it was getting late, so like, places, like the norm, not the club kind of pubs, just the standard kind of show type pubs, they're all kind of starting to empty at this stage. But we're walking back anyway, and you know, you'll have these reps outside, and they're calling out as to what's in each place, and oh, you come on in, and this blah blah blah, and Rod Stewart, or take that, whatever, and this one just called out, and it just, I don't know what it was, maybe it was me just being fucking full of beer or whatever the fuck I don't know but it just it made me laugh something fucking uh, something fierce she's called out here she's a sticky sticky very sticky so <laughs> like the first two stickies weren't yeah. enough she's to throw in a third sticky yeah. but it's very sticky yeah. it's like the the dude from, from Dust of Dawn <laughs> yeah that's literally what it was like, it was like you know pussy pussy we got that for pussy sticky yeah. pussy but like that of course I start laughing and that warrants 
like that you're communicating with them now and she's all like oh come on come on and so we were like we were making our way home we were like ah fuck it we grab another beer come on we go in <laughs> so in we go so this uh sexy magic quote unquote air quotes going on here uh sexy magic show has already started um there must be there's maybe 15 10 or 20 people uh, running screaming towards the door maybe 10 15 people in the place so we order a couple of beers and sit down anyway and granted this girl is a lot younger she's i don't know it's hard to tell you're not really looking at her face but she's maybe let's say she's late 20s i don't know something like that not a bad looking girl but these really piss poor shit tattoos and all she just looked like trash as a right. like you know like, I mean? like a girl from Accrington. yeah she's basically you know, pussy completely shaved but there's a playboy bunny above it you know tattooed right mm. above her snatch like you know what i mean it's 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 where her hair should be it's that close like you know but um but she proceeds to pull out all and sundry like you know no granted it's all shit that i could probably pull out of my arse it's foam balls and stuff it's not like she's actually pulling out like rabbits and shit like that you know but it was just one of those things where you find yourself sitting there and you kind of look around and acknowledge and just you become very aware it's like the flotation tank you think mm. you're floating and all and all of a sudden you become aware of where you are and you're kind of sitting there no matter how drunk you are all of a sudden you realize i'm sitting in a room with maybe 15 people watching this board pulling shit out of our fanny and it's just soul destroying you're just gonna go wow who, who do you feel it's, more, it's more it's more tragic than funny yeah but who do you feel more sorry for you or her a whore definitely <laughs> Because, I mean, I'm on holidays. I'm there just having a bit of laugh now. It's when you see her then, exit stage, left, show's over and all. And we're just finishing our beer and you're kind of... And there. she's we're getting changed behind the bar. No, she literally kind of goes to what I presume was the toilet. I don't know. But literally just up to the door. But then, like, she just comes walking out, like, dressed. with our little bag of tricks. And you're just kind of going, man, this is just fucking mm. tragic. Like, it really is. But, you know, it is what it is. But neither sexy nor majestic. I've seen mm. it now. Could happily never see another one of those shows again. Um, did uh, we were in another bar and like that you tend to be these bars you'd have to kind of see them to understand like, they're kind of half indoor half outdoor but even the outdoor part you are still technically under a roof if you get me you know it's like they've just taken away what should be the front wall so that it makes it more open air at the front but then there's an inside part of, so you'd be just sitting in one of these bars having a drink and all of a sudden it'd be just like oh sex show inside in 10 minutes or something so we're like ah you know when in Rome it's like you're like, gonna see a guy fuck a donkey why not like you know so in you go anyway and you know we were talking about the dude remembering the sex swing we were kind of saying you know what's the dynamic and the, the working order of a sex swing is here clean yourself up love and now, all this now you know now I know because they, they set up a sex swing but it was funny because it's the same guy he's the most unassuming the dead guy no <laughs> yeah that's where he's like, they're carting him around weak in that Bernie <laughs> style around Benidorm having some board suck him off <laughs> but um, clearing the flies off him but um, no it's the same guy from the show I seen like a couple of years ago again he's just so unassuming he looks like he's about five foot tall this little bald guy like it's just really weird but the last time he had this uh, the woman that was part of the show with him like very clearly completely fit body and all but like very clearly about looked like she was about 50 but he's had a trading her in for a fair younger model this board he's with now is probably about 20 at best i'd say definitely a little bit more pleasing to watch but again it's it's surreal it's not seedy it's not sexy it's just 
bewildering it's funny it's like watching a car crash or something like and there was this couple of lads beside us and they were all in top gun fucking jumpsuits like it was obviously a stags like there was like four of them and one of them turns around to me and he goes oh fucking hell at least you've got your board with you sort of and all and that's why i just looked and there was three lads with him and they went yeah don't fancy your options like you know and they were just laughing like, and they're just yeah cheers like you know just half of the time you're not even minding the fact that this show was going on it's nearly more of a point of conversation but there was this one guy stood like so if if i'm sitting where i'm sitting like and they're where you are kind of just off kind of this way there's a guy like it, it kind of wraps around them right. and it's this dude clearly stood there you know like this you know he's <laughs> purely just fucking he's focused man he's not missing a second of this i don't think he even blinked like his eyes are burning out of his head but you're just looking kind of you know, that dude's taking this show way too fucking seriously like it's meant to be a bit of laugh but it is it's just again it's just car crash stuff it's just surreal it's funny you kind of walk away but then you're having your beers and you're just laughing about what you just seen kind of go but they had a sex swing man those things look fairly fucking handy i mean there's a lot of swinging around and 69 and then riding and whatnot and don't know if i'll invest in one or not now but uh you know your man seemed to have it well under control yeah where do you put it when you're not using it yeah maybe they're like maybe it's like a, a skateboard or something maybe it mm. looks easy when it's tony hawk but yeah. you'd get at home and end up fucking falling over and That's breaking it. your coccyx <laughs> yeah there is that Which, where do you hang it though then like, you know, how do you explain it when somebody walks yeah. in or does it become like gym equipment does it just inevitably become a it's, clothes it, horse it's in the it's corner just, yeah no no it's just hanging there but there's like clothes <laughs> draped over it and stuff it's, it's now an open air wardrobe like but yeah. I don't know. And then you get some builder in, you forget about it, and you're like, oh, hey, you're standing there. Oh, yeah, you just got the blinkers on because you've forgotten it's even there. Like, he knows, he's looking yeah. at it again, and going, yeah, dirty bastard. Yeah. His price has gone up 14 grand because he doesn't want the job. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I will say I noticed this time, that's why I was joking with the way I was saying, oh, do we look younger or cooler or something like Because um, the, the, obviously, the, in yeah, those sort of places, neither. the drug scene is always there. But it's, it was so much more open this time. Like, they seem to have no qualms about offering their drugs now. All the reps, like, that are asking you to come in the bars. Like, this never happened to us before in any of the places where. But it's like, you know, oh, do you want to come in for a drink? They're like, you know, you'll always make your excuses. No, I'm just going down here. Oh, sound, yeah, yeah. Do you want any Charlie? Do you want any Sniff? Do you want any Hoover? They all had their own quirky <laughs> names on it. You knew what they were offering, you know. But one of the nights, uh, it was the first night actually we were there. Yeah, Daz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got the whitest nose in Benidorm. <laughs> but um, you take any doorstep <laughs> challenge. But um, what do you call it? So the first night we were there, uh, like obviously I don't partake in cocaine. It's mm-hmm. I'm nothing against it, but it's not something I've ever felt the need to want to try. But I do like a bit of weed. So I just, um, Louise wanted to find out where some bar was. And I walked there. Like, trying to talk to the bar staff is impossible. So I said, well, one of these reps is bound to know where this bar was. So I walked outside and I just said, hey, man, I said, oh, do you know where this bar is? And it's like they have to follow anything they say with, do you want some sniff? Yeah. So it's like, he goes, oh, it's, it's, it's a good it's, bit it's, away, it's do you want some sniff? <laughs> like, it's one sentence. It doesn't even, there's no full stop, no comment, yeah, nothing. It's, it's one of these, uh, our calls be, may be recorded for quality insurance. Yeah, basically, he's, yeah. He's, Somebody's listening to him, yeah, so he has to say it. may apply, like, yeah, exactly. So basically, like, you know, do you want some sniff? So... Like, it was just spurred a moment. I didn't even thought about it. I, just, I, said, I said, no, is any weird? Like, and he's like, why you looking for some better smoke, some weird? And he's like, he goes, see a man over there. Yeah. Like, the blue that, that's Mick. Yeah, Mick does weird. Yeah, he's like, see a man in the blue top. Yeah, go over there. Tell him Ali sent you or whatever yeah. the fuck. So I walk over. Obviously, he, your man's probably behind me kind of 
giving yeah. me a point two or something going on this dude like you know so I walk over to him like what are you looking for I'm like some weight he's like come with me I'm like right walked into this other bar which was the opposite side of the yeah. street from the bar I came out of we walked go over in. and talk to that guy yeah it, this is literally what happened right it's obviously so that the police come along the guys that they're probably going to pull aren't actually holding anything so what happens is he says oh come with me so I'm like a little school child being led along yeah. he walks in walks into the jacks I follow him in he just turns and walks back out so I'm kind of standing there in this jack then. Do I take a piss? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what's the code now? But to pull like a secret yeah. lever and it's like, Do I stick my foot under the stall here? Yeah. So there's like the the, the usual guy and the attendant in there. And I just turn around. And so at this stage, it's kind of, it's like a bit awkward. Just kind of, I just looked at him and just went, weird. <laughs> and, he, and he just goes, ah. and he just whips out. He whips out his phone and he's not holding it. He whips out his phone. Obviously he has somebody on like, yeah. uh, whether it's a speed or something. It wasn't even enough time for him to send a text because literally, 20 seconds later a dude just walks in obviously knows it's me walks straight yeah. up to me hands me a bag of weed I took a look at it I sniffed and made sure it was fucking weird like, get a, yeah. took a look, said, not as I said uh, how, how much he says uh, 30 quid I said good man here you go thanks very much it was one of the I could possibly say it's the most random transaction for drugs mm. I've ever made in my life it was, but it was so organised at the same time mm. where you knew like I said there was definitely a scheme here whereas I was three, four lads in before I actually got the guy who handed me yeah. the drugs. So therefore, if the police was to pull any one of them lads, none of them were holding. The guy that was holding was probably sat inside pretending to drink a yeah. pint. There's a guy on a throne of weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like the, what's that Game of Thrones thing, the, whatever that throne is yeah, called. Yeah, the, the Iron Throne. Yeah, but it's just bugs <laughs> yeah. and fucking weed and giants and bongs and shit. Like. But he's like, you know, nah, it couldn't be him. That's far too obvious. But uh, yeah, it was the weirdest drug transaction I've ever made in my life. But some fucking quality weight as well good what we call daytime weight didn't make you sleepy around oh, just a excellent. nice fucking high like it was good because some weight I mean I'm no connoisseur but some weight just knocks you out the fuck you're useless after it this stuff was grand I was yeah. fucking and because see, I see, see podcast 74 yeah. 82 <laughs> yeah. 93 yeah, I'm smoking bad shit but um, no what happened was the, the, the fucking meanness kicks in then I'm like well I can't bring this home with me but I'm fucked if I'm leaving oh, it here yeah. I'm smoking every bit of this shit yeah. like yeah. I'm going to make a scone. Yeah, yeah, I'm literally, I'm fucking rolling out fucking pastries and all in the apartment. No, so I was literally fucking smoking all day long because I'm not a big drinker, so I'd have the odd mm. beer during the day, but where Louise would maybe have a drink, I kept just fucking skinning up and having fucking joints. It was bleeding great. It was. I was fucking stoned for a few days on 30 quid. It was grand. Nice. <coughs> So that was my culture. All right. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here and say, you could probably top that culture-wise. Yeah, well, my holiday... The north of France had a whole lot less stickiness and weed, and a whole heap more cheese. Okay, <laughs> and well, they are the cheese eating surrender monkeys. So, I mean, I would have been a little disappointed if you know if there wasn't the cheese. Everywhere you go, somebody was hitting you with a with a rocky cheese. <laughs> yeah. Slabs, rolls, cubes. Yeah. It comes in all shapes and sizes. I went over to I think it's pronounced Caen, C A E N, in northern France. Wandered around. Cheese. Meeting the in-laws for Meeting, the first time. Yeah. Who have no English. Hello. <laughs> Bonjour. Did he understand when you said you tell me you followed up to at least one of them with your cheese eating surrender monkeys? Yeah. The five year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, can he speak any English now? Grant. Yeah. yeah Bonjour, the, you cheese eating surrender yeah. monkey. I just kept that's I just kept saying that to the baby as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are le, what we call the cheese eating surrender monkey. <laughs> so. Wandered around the town, nice town. Looks like a French town. I 
kept expecting to see Jean Ren- Renault bombing around in a Fiat <laughs> yeah. or a Citroen in a car chase. <laughs> yeah, did it t- look to you? We did end up in a small town in Poland. Um, I'm not sure. If, again, I'm probably pronouncing it completely wrong, but to us, it's Stechin. But I felt like I was going to see Tom Hanks come over the hill in a tank. Mm. Did this town have that? Because that's because when you're describing it to me, that's kind of what I'm envisioning yeah. is the, exactly the sort of town you would see in any of these, any of your Band of Brothers yeah, World War II the, the, type thing. The old part of the town or the older buildings, it did. Yeah. And the new part now, it just yeah, obviously, like yeah, but any other yeah, city. Yeah, we ended up at a train station in Stechin and like that, I literally, if a tank had rolled over the hill, <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> like it was in the middle of nowhere. Bar- I say train station, it was a, square brick building that was as good as it got but anyway I'm, I'm taking over your story yeah <laughs> uh, I had a lot of food a lot of sitting down for several hours worth of meals yeah it's that continental thing isn't yeah. it uh, like, but they weren't rushing like, it was it's part of the day you just sit down and this is and is, that, is this an, um, this uh, can't be a work day what did they do in work we get and we get a Excuse me, uh, we get sure, a half sure. hour or an hour. You're not sitting down to know French cuisine. Yeah, I'm sure work is is quicker, but it's still, it's, it's, n- it's not, you don't run out for half an hour. Like a sorority or with a baguette. Yeah. <laughs> you go for, and sit down and have a, a proper meal. Yeah. It seems. Right. And, and but this thing is sit down, family job, couple of hours. Yeah. Picking like away. Two and a half, three hours worth of It's obviously not a fucking meal. hot meal, is it, at that rate? Uh, no, some of it is, some of it's, it's cooked like the. It's not by the time you eat it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the kind of the, the main course, the the meat and veg part, right, is the rest, or, of or else it's not, depending on what you're eating. Yeah, and the rest of it's kind of cheese. <laughs> but I think I mean maybe it's just more of a mainland Europe thing. But like you know, I think in Spain, I could be wrong here, but I think isn't it what they call tapas or something like that? It's like little bit of this, little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, that's you, that's. A Spanish thing. That's what I'm saying. But like, it seems like each of those countries have their thing where yeah. they kind of put on this widespread and you just kind of pick a little bit of that. Whereas we would tend to sit down to, here, it's chicken today. Yeah. <laughs> so there's chicken. There's definitely going to be some potatoes. You probably have a few carrots yeah. on there. And but that's p- dinner. P- potatoes. If it's a big dinner, potatoes roasted and mashed. And mashed. Yeah, two formal potatoes. <laughs> yeah. on and the maybe a croquette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because... I don't even know what's it rolled in, yeah. but whatever the fuck they rolled the potato in, it's now something else. It's no longer considered potato. Yeah. It's like a chip. You can eat mashed potatoes with chips because it's it's not potato anymore. It's been fried. That's but yeah, everybody, all the mainland, the continental things seem to have that. Whereas, like I said, we tend to sit down. Maybe it came from the fucking famine or something. We yeah. just sat down and scoffed yeah. what was in front of us as quickly yeah. as we could. That's it. That was my problem, trying to not horse into everything. Just yeah. sit down and slowly eat the food. Yeah, no, because, I mean, I know, because, I mean, obviously me and you have sat down to many a meal together, like, both of us eat pretty fucking fast, yeah. like, you know, we in, inhale our food, it's like, did you taste yours today? And, like, <laughs> I think it may cut me back, too. Uh, well, possibly some sort of uh, meat in the, in the yeah, stir fry. I think so, <laughs> I'm not sure, I can't be certain. But the, I like the cheese, the cheese was nice. The yeah, funny, no- I bought um, a cheese board, it was as a piss take for Louise, I think it was mm. last year for Christmas, I know, it would have been the year before, because we got another one last year, and I bought a cheese board, and... I'd have only ever had cheddar or Edam, and that would have been me being yeah. fancy. And that's a form of cheddar. Is it? Well, okay. It's Same sort of salad yeah. thing, right? I don't know fuck all about cheeses. But like that, there was um, different cheeses. And, and it is, when you taste them, now, some of them are rank, that being said. But it did. Uh, there was one mm. uh, Wensleydale had like uh, cranberry and stuff through it. It was fucking. Yeah, some of them do. They have they stuff in it, and some of them are kind of runny, and some are goats, and some oh, are cows. Oh, runny. Uh, 
it starts off kind of Again, solid. you say sticky about fannies. I don't yeah. want to hear it's, Rooney it's, when I'm talking about food. It's Rooney. It's, it's like uh, that stuff in uh, the texture, be the that stuff in the triangles and the tin foil. Ah, oh, that's not runny. No, that texture, but a little bit runnier. Okay. Like, and yeah, it's not runny the first time you cut into it. The next day and the day after, it gets runnier. Like it, that doesn't sound good. I, like, I'm oh. scraping that into the bin at that stage. <laughs> no. like, this cheese has gone runny. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. No, I mean, unless you're talking about like a gravy or a custard where you're worried about the consistency of it, yeah. and you might say, yeah, is but, it runny? But you're I used know to something that should be solid and I'm no, not no, no. runny. You're used to cheddar. Everything look, should look like cheddar in the solid. cheese. You could, you could do but there's more to cheese than that, as I found out this yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all of a sudden the connoisseur yeah. at the other side of the yeah. table. Yeah. He's it, wearing a beret it, for it, all of you who can't see him. If the cheese is running across the plate, it's not gone off. It's just, that's the way it looks now. Oh no, and is it like, so mm-hmm. how would you eat it if it's runny? Spilling? Uh, it's not it's not like a soup it's but it's not no I'm not picturing not, soup but I'm picturing it's not, it's not a cheddar to be honest I'm picturing fucking like you say runny and cheese I'm picturing like this viscous snotty type no, fucking stuff it's, just, it's not like a cheddar it's just it, it's moving a little bit it's not rolling across your plate right you might want to work on runny as a you yeah. might want to come with a get your thesaurus out <laughs> with a better definition for it then yeah. nice though yeah it was nice okay some of them were really nice and is this, like, obviously it is then. Is this something like you open a French press and there's cheeses? Yeah, the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a French refrigerated press and there's cheeses. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. It's, it's not some stereotype. They no. are sitting there yeah. tucking into cheese. Yeah, they are. What, else, what is potatoes to us <laughs> is cheese to them. We don't it. have any, if somebody serves me runny potatoes, they're in trouble. <laughs> but, um, mm. yeah, yeah, I've seen a few of your posts on Instagram uh, you're around one of the Normandy sites or something, the D-Day landing. Yeah, the kind of the, be the the middle of the five D-Day beaches would be Gold Beach. Okay, it's well, I don't know if it means anything. Anybody swear they they built when they came over, they they had to get a harbor to bring all the, the stuff in, so they built a harbor, okay. and some of the ruins are still there. Cool. Until, until uh, I think it was a few months later, they they managed to take one of the harbors back from the Nazis. Right. This thing yeah. was was meant to going to do it till then. So yeah, it's, it's that, that makeshift. This is the IKEA harbor. Yeah. Until they got a real harbor, like until they could save up and go to fucking Oakland or yeah. whatever to get the real deal. <laughs> That's it. Cool. Was it? Just happened to be there on the the seventy second anniversary of D Day. So yeah, because it was funny. It was only after you posted, I seen some other posts pop up then all about mm. D Day, and I was like, yeah, this motherfucker over <laughs> here in the mix and his D Day. Yeah. Goodness. But if, if somebody s- says to you, do you want to go to the beach? On Sunday, the day before the day, or the anniversary of the day, I got to take the anniversary. It just it yeah. sounds a little better. A bit more significant, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. You get to talk to the Americans. There was Americans there. There's always Americans. There's always Americans. Yeah. Talk yeah. To hooraying down the beach. Yeah, yeah that's it. Blowing shit up as yeah. they like to do. Taking over. Lib. Oh no, liberating. Excuse me. Liberating shit yeah. like fucking liberating some cheers. <laughs> good time anyway. Yeah, good time. Yeah. Uh, cakes are better than cheese though. Yeah. Every second shop is some sort of bakery for bread and cheese. Again, or bread and cakes. Baguettes and cheese, man. Yeah. Only, see, only, only seen one person on a bike with a baguette, though. And anybody with a string of onions? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Is it onions or garlic? I think it's onions. Yeah, it's in there, yeah. Mm. But there was a person on a bike. Yeah. Where they wearing bike. a striped top? They weren't. Oh. But there was a hen party 
and they all had the striped tops on. Of course they did. And the bride was in a Being different, the most different insulting color. They could when yeah. you're in a fucking. Uh, but they were French. Oh, oh well, that, that's okay then. That's like saying nigger. Yeah. You know, it's all right if it's you're okay. black. You know what I mean? You can wear a, a beret and a French top and a string of onions if you're French. Yeah. But if it's a bunch of Brits over, <laughs> yeah, like the, they should have been in Benidorm, got the wrong flight and ended up in Cannes, then yeah, it's a little bit insulting. <laughs> but um, yeah, so living up to their stereotypes. Yeah. Fair enough. Good times had by all. Yes. Very good, very good. Um, what have we got? Yeah, speaking of holidays, uh, could I interest you in a cruise? That depends. Is it the Kiss Cruise, a cruise around the Bahamas, the Impractical Jokers Cruise, or a cruise around the Mediterranean? I'm not going near to Somalia. I'm going to get tactical uh, parts. It takes in Italy, Croatia, and Slovakia. So Mediterranean. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, we. Yeah, I suppose they. Eastern Mediterranean, would that be Eastern Mediterranean? Yeah, yeah, still a Mediterranean. Can I maybe pique your interest by saying it's a sex cruise? Mm, okay. Yes, uh, there's a Mexican adult hospitality firm. <laughs> like that's a, uh, Trust the Mexicans to come up actually trying to put a legitimate name <laughs> on something like this. But basically, this crowd, you know... They obviously said, hey, KISS fans can do it. 30 Seconds to Mars fans can do it. Impractical the Jokers Those fans. overpriced motherfucking Impractical Jokers can do it. So, so can a bunch of horny motherfuckers mm. do it. So they've obviously just rented out a cruise ship. Reckon there's going to be 690. It's going to be an eight-day intense 690-person <laughs> orgy. Um, basically, like I say, taking in... It's going gonna, it's gonna to take in Italy, Croatia, and Slo- not Slovakia, excuse me, Slovenia in 2017. And it'll incl- include performances... Couples workshops because obviously you need relationship mm. advice if you're on one of these things. Uh, teams nights, intense icebreakers. Don't know what the hell that means. That's obviously code for something. Uh, erotic playrooms and several clothing optional areas. So basically, you walk around book ass naked if you want. Um, it's just like basically a cruise for a bunch of dirty bastards. Um, there are rules though uh, there's a noise limit after midnight and staff are off limits when it comes to sexual activities <laughs> yeah because I can't imagine that the staff of this cruise ship who are obviously just staff of a cruise ship it's not like this fucking hornified motherfuckers have actually staffed a cruise yeah. ship with uh, a bunch uh, of horny it's people it's not your average uh, porn film where the, the maid walks in and all of a sudden yeah or the plumber yeah. or, you know yeah it doesn't just automatically yeah. happen although yeah. if you believe half of the stories with a lot of those sort of things like cruise ships and all apparently they are pretty mm. much fucking you know s- sex cruises anyway like apparently the, the, the fucking messing that goes on between the staff alone never mind the yeah, fucking the staff the, always do it the customers yeah it's like butlins yeah and, or duns yeah <laughs> either or but uh comes in at uh just a shade under three thousand dollars uh, ranging all the way up to then $11,000 so I mean I don't know I, that, that's a fair jump in price tag it is. like I don't know what you're getting extra for the uh, you know what's that <laughs> am I right said about an extra $7,000 in that yeah from 3 to 11 mm-hmm. it would be no $8,000 Jesus yeah. that's a fair fucking cry like. do you get a, a gold wristband so all the the gold diggers and the the, the lads looking for the, the cougars know who to go after who has the extra money or is it a case of like you know you know there's like vip areas that like you know for first class and shit mm. so like uh, you know 
they're inspecting fannies as you come on and something. anybody with a decent not sloppy fanny gets a stamp and you've got first crack at that <laughs> shit like you know it's like yeah somebody's just about to fucking insert you're like oh mm-hmm. hang on mate sorry yeah. start waving your yeah. gold band you, and I'm you like, go back down the book the, the bottom there Leo out of Titanic there me yeah. and Kate Winslet are going <laughs> over here the steerage <laughs> with you yeah <laughs> I believe there's a cracking party going on yeah. down there off you go mate like yeah you go down and it's just this filthy sweaty realm like just dirt but a sex cruise I mean eight days it's like we said about the sex swing and all when we were joking about it like once you've fucking popped your nut blown your load call it what yeah. you will what interest have you got? Yeah, you go up to the top deck and you just sunbathe and do normal crew stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, again, to me, for that fucking price, mm. you know, I mean, I don't know. That It just seems extortionate, yeah. like, you know. It does. All it is is the potential. It's basically, you're buying good looks. You're getting what any good-looking bloke with a decent body could probably get by just going on a cruise. Yeah. You could be banging a different board every night. Yeah, or, so, or the average punter going to coppers. <laughs> yeah, either or, ipso facto, you know, it just seems like you are basically paying to be around mm. like-minded people on a cruise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like I say, again, don't get me wrong, I love sex, but... Yeah, not on a boat full of people. Not on a boat full of people for eight uh, days, it's just like, you know, there's only so much of me to go around, I'm only yeah. a little fella, like, you know That's it. Mean? You're four days in, you're knackered, and some yeah. bird comes over and sits on the edge of your, edge of your beach chair thing. yeah spread eagle yeah. Thing going, all right you come here often you're just like too often but <laughs> get out of here <laughs> yeah you're sitting there you have two belly buttons at this stage your dick's looking at that pack in his bags and sucking itself up into your fucking lower intestines it's like just leave you alone i need a day or two to recoup nah it's uh i don't know it's i suppose different strokes to different folks but the possibility of spending eight days and then not only that though but like you know I don't know how swingers clubs work or something like that, but like for oh, the, of course you don't for the sh- no for the for the, the shallow people amongst us here. You're sitting there and some fucking hideous yo comes up. I mean, is it meant to be a case of well, we're just here for the sex, so you yeah. avoid anything, or mm, or know. like you know, what I mean, if fucking Uncle Fester comes up with tits and you're just there kind of going, Jesus, this is what wants to ride mm. me. Like, can I say no? Am I offending her? Yes. It, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, got, tr- you got thrown overboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, naked because you happen yeah, to be yeah, in you a to walk clothing a, optional you, area. You have to walk a plank. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it turns out it's just some black lad's yeah. dick. <laughs> you're just like, really? This is the dignity you leave me. We have to walk this guy's dick to get yeah. off the boat. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just again to me, it just seems like I wouldn't know what to do when I was finished. It was just like, <laughs> all right, um, yeah, what time is it? Yeah, yeah, I think the lunch, the buffet is starting. Yeah. I'm gonna go down to. I'm gonna wash my hands and go get buffet. Yeah, I gotta go and get. I've seen some lovely carved watermelons <laughs> earlier on. Like, it's just like, well, where do you go? Like, what do you do? It's it's pointless. It really yeah. is. I don't know. Sign up and see. Oh, fuck that shit. Um, I get enough. Pa- I get enough bad pop-ups. Are actually giving me email to one of these fuckers. Is that one of those? Uh, give me money from whatever I want to do. A GoFundMe type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm to interested to see cruise. what happens on a sex cruise. <laughs> but um, I mean, um, you, you drive around the, the fair city. Are there any swingers clubs? I know you talked about a hotel one time had like a. It was a booked yeah. function, but it was swingers. But are there any kind of swingers clubs? Or you know. You know, that aren't many, you know, know, speakeasies kind of thing, you know. I haven't heard. Yeah. I'll keep my ear to the ground. Yeah, but you, I mean, you, you know, generally speaking, I would argue that you Mm -hmm. would have heard or known of. The same way you'd hear of that there are brothels, even though it was not meant to be. And, you know, it was like even the way certain bars would have been gay bars before they were kind of publicly kind of gay Mm. bars. They were just kind of gay friendly, quote unquote. You do hear about the 
brothels, but n- not the swingers. I'll keep an eye out. Mm. I'll ask. And yeah, that's legal. So you'd imagine yeah. that that would be something that would happen more. Yeah, but you know, Irish people and their protest over You'd anything like that. legality if you wanted to book a function room in a hotel and say, I want to have an orgy in it. I want, like, when we come in, like, I want to, you know, it's a private room, so therefore we're not doing anything in the quote unquote public space. I wonder, I like, can you? Ring <laughs> the Gresham tomorrow and see what happens. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. I know we, we, we joked about this before about wandering the council and seeing could you burn a body on a pyre in your yeah. garden, and we never got around to it because we talk a lot of shit and never actually bother backing it up. But that's not a bad idea. If you could actually keep a straight face, so to speak, and get a little bit of a. St- Get a story together and say that you want to book out the room, but you you have one of a it's going to be a swinger party yep. like so you know you you know you need a private room and I wonder what their reaction <laughs> would be or what's the legality of it. I don't know. You'll find it's out. All consenting adults, mm. but uh, or just get that fucking uh, Viking tours. <laughs> be Ireland's answer to a sex cruise. Yep. The Viking tour going around <laughs> the fucking Liffey down into the, the what's that little basin called? Grand Canal Dock. There you go. But yeah, sex cruise. So I'm not be signing up for it myself. Nah. Soon I go on to Chris Co- Chris Coos. The crew Kiss Cruise. I would imagine would be more fun. Be just as much tongue action as well. Yeah. Everybody gets some tongue. Everybody gets it. It's like Tracy Smothers going around paper yeah. slapping everybody. You've got Gene Simmons going around licking everybody. Oh, wanna talk some movies? Yes. Okay, it's a that movie. What? A movie. Oh, I've got a few more to talk about after as well. So it's that time, people. The movie Box of Doom. 2005's The Matador, starring Greg Kinnear and Pierce Brosnan. A budget of 12.5 million, box office of 17.3, and Rotten Tomatoes. Critics and users had it at 74 and 66, respectively. Right. I would agree more with the critics on that. It's a good solid seven, seven and a half type movie. Yeah, Wouldn't rush back to watch it again, but thoroughly enjoyed watching it. It's quirky, it's dark. It is. Brosnan is good. He's easy to watch. He's, yeah. I find him, he's not always been in great films, but he's usually been the better part of even said bad films, you know? He is. Tell the good people what happens in the Matador. Uh, basically, Pierce Brosnan is an aging hitman having what I suppose is in some form of nervous breakdown, really. Uh, just happenstance puts him in a bar with Greg Kinnear, who's down in Mexico trying to do some sort of business deal, and they strike up a conversation and end up, he, te- he ends up telling them what he does, and they okay. go off about their business, and then their paths cross again. Um, what was it meant to be close on a year later or something, yeah. wasn't it? And it turns out there's a hit on Brosnan and he wants Kinnear to come in and help him with mm. it because as it turns out what they withheld from you was he kind of owed him one, what have you, so. And it already run through the uh, the practice hit in Mexico. Yes, he'd, yeah, he'd, he'd walked him through a hit like, you know, basically as a as an introduction to what he mm. does and Kinnear thought he was joking for the better part of it and then all of a sudden Toffer, he was going to stab this guy for real. Like, but no, I thought he played it up well. Like I said, it was just the right amount of kind of dark comedy, like where it was, it was quirky, it was a bit, a bit unusual, and like you know, like I say, Brosnan played just the right amount of crazy, a plausible amount of crazy. Like, but mm. I thought it was good. I did I have to say, I enjoyed it. I didn't, I mean, I didn't see it coming either. The fact that, like you know, and it didn't, like I mean, it was no big reveal sort of thing. But the fact that he was basically the the hit he was doing that was going to get the hit off of him. 
was the guy who had the hit on him. I didn't kind of see that coming. So no. it was a nice little thing. I thought it could have been just as simple as do this hit for me and we're all square. Yeah. But it wasn't. It turns out he well, was going to kill the guy that had the hit on him. I was expecting Kinnear or Mrs. Kinnear to have become a hitman. Yes. In the meantime. Oh, right. Oh, no. I didn't see that one. Like, gone out and gotten a new job as a as a hitman and me, being told to, that they had to kill Brosnan. All right. Now, what, where I thought it was potentially going to go was because Kinnear was in business and and Brosnan had told him about that he had you know business clients and take mm. out somebody I thought somebody was going to have put a hit on Kinnear and he was coming back and because of the little history he was going to give him the decency of kind of giving him a run and start or something yes. like that like I thought something like that so like I say that that was the beauty of it is that it wasn't obvious where it yeah. was going it was ultimately a very simple plot and story but wasn't it could have went a bunch of different ways as to the way it was kind of fed to you but all in all a fairly decent movie yeah, one of those movies nobody ever sees. Yeah, because obviously at seventeen point three million yeah. for a twelve point five million budget, and I gotta imagine a lot of it was shot in Mexico, so ten million of that had to have been bribes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, that that's a piss poor return. But to be fair, it was picked up at Sundance, so it was more. It was probably like somewhat of an you know, even though with biggish names, but somewhat of a quote unquote indie movie sort of thing. At that, but that's mm. our budget as well because that's yeah, I mean Hollywood is. style but that's, that's pittance yeah it's nothing that's Harvey Weinstein wipes his arse with that yeah that's Affleck hooker money yeah. like, that's all that is okay I, no no Affleck's hooker hooker budget has gone up now he's newly single oh is he well, um, he's divorced and what's her face Garner yeah okay I didn't know that I don't exactly keep up that's with my uh, a long time ago news oh okay really so mm. do you okay. know Johnny Depp's twatting women or supposedly yeah you know, uh, allegedly, we shall say, yeah. in case his lawyers come after us. Doug Sanhope says no. Yeah, well, apparently, everybody's saying no, yeah. bar your woman. And pa- apparently, even, like, your woman, um, who's the gap to board, Vanessa Paradis. Yeah. The, the, you should know her, she's French. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that cheese lover. Um, know, I know all the French people now. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's like when you're in America. Do you know John from Cork? It's like, yeah. of course I do. Why yeah. do you tell me you know John from Cork? But, um... <laughs> You, uh, yeah, apparently everybody but your woman is saying, no, mm. bullshit. Not a hope that this yeah. is happening. Like, you know? Stanhope wrote a strongly worded letter. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Must read that. Looks like I don't think Stanhope writes anything but strongly worded yeah. things. Um, anyway, we got three movies picked out for this week. Um, cellular. Phones? I assume so. The name seems kind of familiar-ish you can no, look it up there I'll look it up you. Um, I'm thinking recent enough I'm thinking 2010 2011 don't know why but can't for the life of me nothing's coming to me but it definitely sounds familiar but anyway basket case am I right in saying that's Peter Jackson <laughs> I think so yeah that's the one I thought it was that if it is I think it's possibly a clear winner but it's got a it has got a it's got a tough rival in it's a sequel a fourth instalment. There are four words in the in the second part of the name of the movie. You know you're getting into quality territory yeah. here when they had to give an extended DVD is box it, to put the title on is it. it. Is it more Universal Soldier? It is not. <sighs> well, before you go on, cellular, okay. I'll just tell you who's in it. Yes, please. Chris Evans. Okay. Kim Basinger. Okay. The State. Okay. William H. H. Macy. So what are people who uh, don't care about? Any synopsis on it? Because that's yeah, definitely not what I was thinking about. It's a crime thriller. The state has a gun. <laughs> really? 
Has somebody wronged him? <laughs> hmm, I'm intrigued now. Like Wikipedia, always giving out about the standards, but they have plot, but they don't have summary. I don't want to read the plot of the movie, I just want the summary. And yeah. some movies, they have the summary, but not the plot. Yeah, and yet those motherfuckers deemed us, what, what was the terminology? Idiots. <laughs> yeah, but they put a fancier word on it. Now, what was it? Uh, was, uh, We're not worthy. Not significant enough or something. Yeah. Hang on there, fucking weighing. <laughs> um, one second. Sad you're not right here. Okay, I got a smaller synopsis here. That's what IMDb is good for. Um, a young man receives an emergency phone call on his cell phone from an older woman. The catch. Oh yeah, the passenger is stuck in the in the attic. Okay, the catch. The woman claims to have been kidnapped, and the kidnappers have targeted her husband and child. Next. Yeah, that sounds okay. Actually, <laughs> that sounds like something. <laughs> Louise is hawing on the window and writing stuff. Okay. Um. That sounds okay, actually. I thought we would have had a clear winner in um, Jackson's basket case. I'm pretty sure it's actually... While we're, while we're at it, we might as well just check if that is um, basket case is Jackson's. Right. What's the third one? Um, I should tell you one thing. Uh, a young man carrying a big basket that contains a deformed Siamese twin brother seeks vengeance on the doctors who separated them against their will. Holy fucking shit. Uh, comedy horror... It's mother conceived it. You won't believe it. Um, no, director Frank Henenlotter. Sounds uh, like... Didn't I touch accent at something? Oh, no, bad no. taste. Oh, that's maybe... A, I don't know. Anyway, right, so... Basket case, no thanks. Because, I mean, the fact that I'm probably going to want Louise to sit down and watch this with me, she ain't going to watch that. We have Cellular or we have Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Is that the freaky... Nuclear man. Is not the one with the robots? No. Okay. I probably would have watched that one because it freaked me out as a kid. I want to see if it'll still freak me out. Uh, no, Quest for Peace. It's a right. nuclear man, if I remember correctly. Right. Cellular. 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 Yeah, I think we're going to have to go with Cellular. Actually, sounds like an alright movie. And I like Chris Evans. And the state. And the, well, you know. I won't say I like him, but I mean, he's watchable, you know. <laughs> but no, Chris Evans, again, we're just saying about Brosnan. Chris Evans is that guy. He's been in a lot of shit films. But he's definitely been the best part of those shit films. Like you look at the Fantastic Four movies, you know, other flops. I didn't particularly think it was a shit film, but there was another film uh, called The Losers. Again, not a great movie, comic book adaptation as well. But again, he was very good in it. But yeah, I think we go with Cellular. Okay, why not? Uh-huh. Yeah, I watched a couple of movies there during the week. Um, brought Molly to the cinema to see uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Out of the Shadows. Right. Did you see anything good? I did, I seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 out of the shadows. Come on, man, we're about the same age. You have to have been into the turtles growing up. No? Yeah, but I'm not into crap movies. But you've not seen it, you <laughs> motherfucker. You can't shit on the films you haven't seen. I can. No, you can surmise. <laughs> I, can. I mean, Barry to Michael Bay Transformers I haven't seen movie. Twilight. What? I haven't seen Twilight. But I know I don't want to. I don't know. You, you never know. You could fucking love it. But no, this, this follows on pretty much. I mean, I have to say, you know, as much as I was a turtle fan as a young lad, um... I remember like when because it, you know a lot of time when you heard Michael Bay was involved yeah. I, was yeah. like, I watched go. two Transformer movies yeah. and said I'm out yeah it does and that's Enough. what I was afraid of with the turtles because I was although I would have had a Transformer or two I was never a huge Transformers fan it, it was there 
it was me you know I yeah I'd watch it if it was on the TV or something I was more of a GI Joe fan or, like I said I was a Turtles fan and stuff like that or Mask I like Mask and stuff but the Turtles like that I was half afraid that it was just going to be ruined again bastardized and ruined and then I remember going to see the first one with Molly and it actually is a pretty good movie I think they got the dynamic good between the four of them as being like four teenage brothers and the bickering and the fighting it was no Mark Wahlberg and his brothers in, in Four Brothers, but, no. uh, you know, it was, it was a close second. But this basically follows on the mythology and introduces more characters in the way of Bebop and Rocksteady, which they more got. More characters in the way of toys. Oh, well, no, well, they're already established. So it's not as if they're, like, you know, it's not George Lucas giving it's you the 27th cut of Star Wars just so we can put in this other fucking character to, yeah, uh, to sell it another figure. Um, you get Bebop and Rocksteady you get introduced to Baxter Stockman who eventually becomes like Stockman Fly obviously uh, Shredder but then they introduce Krang in this one so okay. this, is, this is the other thing it's just his brain with the robot body carrying him you know it's just a brain basically a brain with like weird little tentacly things and all but it's very good and, and they got the dynamic right because there was always that dynamic between Krang and Shredder that like you know Shredder although he never wanted to kind of admit it he was basically nothing more than Krang's lackey even though he had the you know the the, the grand schemes and mm. wanted to do shit and all but you know to Krang he was always beneath Krang but that kind of plays out in this film as well but the thing I liked was there was a real kind of you know your one for the nerd sort of bit where Krang freezes Shredder like you know when Shredder realises that Krang has basically double crossed him just to get him to open the portal so we can bring through the Technodrome do you remember the Technodrome yes and, um, just bombing around in the Technodrome yeah but they done it a bit more practical in this it wasn't on tank wheels like the old uh, you know 90s toy because I mean where the fuck were you going to drive this thing like so it's basically more levitating but they did have like the big eye on the top of it and all it looked really good but he frees a shredder and he's like basically it's kind of like he's going to laugh and maniacally kind of going ha ah, I'll add him to me collection and you see him kind of being put in and I can imagine if you had more time to kind of pause at a freeze frame you would see more but there was other characters that you know are characters from the mm. Turtles universe Future Toys Future Toys exactly um, then they also introduced Casey Jones um, again they changed his backstory which I wasn't I didn't see the necessity for it it didn't add anything to his character by them it only gave him a bit of purpose in this film but it, his purpose was always enough to just be pure vigilante he was a guy with basically anger management issues that took to being a vigilante like just to beat the snort out of a few bad guys like yes. work out some of his anger things whereas in this they made it that he was part of a correctional team that was transporting Shredder when he was broken out and he kind of gets reprimanded over it and then he has his vendetta where he wants to track down Bebop and Rocksteady because they were in human form and they escaped with Shredder but then obviously Shredder mutates them but they did they got them really good and Seamus <laughs> he's in and would again much like Colin Farrell I always prefer when you see somebody and they're not trying to put on a stupid accent they're at and he doesn't he's just talking normally story shredder yeah oh. literally like you know and it came across really well and the thing that I liked about it was they looked so good you know they looked perfect for how you would want them to look like and how they carried on and all but I, I as we do when we go to cinema I always take a picture of the ticket you know and we post it up but both Seamus and Kevin Eastman the creator of the Turtles both liked the picture oh, cool which I was yeah I, I couldn't believe it like I seen the Seamus thing and I went 
clicked on it and said it was his official. Like, well, fuck with it. It's actually Seamus. Because, mm. I mean, obviously, he's a Blanchardstown man, much like myself. So he's saying I had tagged UCI Blanchardstown turtles and all this art crack, and I tagged him in it and stuff like that. And he likes it. So I said, oh, that's cool. But what I didn't expect was then fucking Kevin Eastman, the guy who actually created the fucking turtles, who was also <laughs> going to be at Comic Con this year. And I will get to meet the man and say, how do? Yeah, I won't because. I've been to a con and I don't need to go again. Exactly. Um, but uh, now myself and Molly are going to go along again this year and it's it's pretty cool actually that Kevin Eastman is going to be there because like, Molly's obviously, she's the one that's reinvigorated my love for the turtles now because she's mad into mm. them. Like, it's crazy. And Louise keeps accusing me of forcing them on her but it's not, it's, it's all her. She just, she loves the turtles. I don't know what it is about them. Excellent. But no, I thought, good movie. You got exactly yeah. what you wanted. Yeah, it's some of blockbuster action little bit of comedy little bit of it aimed at the kids obviously because that's their their demograph but enough of it aimed at the older audience as well who obviously would remember this shit from like me because obviously there's a lot of lads in their mid to late 30s now that would have grown up with the turtles as well so all good in the hood as they say i also sat down and watched 10 cloverfield lane all right the well, we can't talk about because I'm going to watch it at some stage. Are you going to watch it? Yes. Okay, well, hold off then because get it watched. It's good. Get yeah. it watched because I do want to talk about it and kind of what I want to talk about more. I, mean, I can't say too much, but get it watched. We'll leave it there. We'll oh. talk about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Get it watched this week. We'll talk about it next week, yeah? Mm, I'll consider it. You'll get that motherfucker watched along with cellular. You can do a, <laughs> you can do a grindhouse back to back on it, you can. No, my plan was to do an ass load of work because I'm all by myself for the week. Well, look at you choose to go off eating fucking cheese, man. No, mm. not my problem. Uh, speaking of movies, have you heard of the movie Misconduct? Is this going to be a woman called Miss Conduct? No, no, no. Okay. You're thinking of Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock. Uh, no, Misconduct. No. One word. Funny, you're not alone. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins and Al Pacino. Ooh-ah! Ooh-ah! More margaritas. Um, Anthony Hopkins and Al Pacino, Misconduct. How much did it make at the UK box office? Nothing. A little higher. Fiver. Okay, a lot higher if you're going to go <laughs> in that little bit of increments. Uh, 250. £97. Pounds. All right. It opened in five screens, which the people that were giving out about it argued that they reckon 15 people went to see this movie. <laughs> I mean, these are two award Oscar nominated, yeah. Oscar, Oscar winning. winning multi-award nominated actors okay yes. granted they have along with De Niro sold their souls a little for certain movies but generally speaking these are quality especially Hopkins I would argue more so than Pacino because Pacino done more the kind of gangstery stuff that I'm not into but I really like Anthony Hopkins and all but what the fuck have they done wrong here I, I've never even heard of this movie yeah that's it and you have to hear of it to go and see it yeah but this is the thing so is it is it that it's a bad movie is it just bad publicity but if it's a bad movie it wouldn't be put out yeah but I gotta argue if you can afford Pacino and Hopkins you can afford fucking publicity like this isn't some indie mm. movie that they're doing for the yeah. mate or something like that like this is mm. but 97 pounds yeah, like that's fucking insanity it is what's it about I, I don't know I, I literally hang on I, IMDB again to the rescue the synopsis on IMDb gives it out as when an ambitious young lawyer takes on a big case against a powerful and ruthless executive of a large pharmaceutical company, he soon finds himself involved in a case of blackmail and corruption. So, it doesn't sound bad. It sounds no. generic thriller-ish. Yeah. All you're missing is the devil in Keanu Reeves. 
Yeah, pretty much it is that again. Even the even the fucking the one sheet for it isn't a million miles off yeah. of a devil's advocate. Who's the the young hotshot lawyer? Uh, this, I'm just gonna check. Um, oh, Josh. I wouldn't have known his name, but I definitely know his face. Hang on, I'll just bring up his picture. Josh Dunhamel or something. Yeah, I know who he is. This dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Transformers. Oh, <laughs> I just I bring up known for Transformers, uh, Transformers, Transformers. Las Vegas, the TV show. Oh, okay, I didn't watch that. And from I think it's Married to Fergie. Big deal. Yes, actually, now that you say that, yes, that potentially cheated on her with a stripper or something. Yeah, you know that, but you don't know Affleck's getting no. divorced. Hang on, <laughs> Louise, come here, please. Is Affleck getting divorced? Yeah. Is Ben Affleck getting a divorce? We need our entertainment consultant. Yeah, as much like Paul is our legal department, Louise can be our... Um, don't know. This dude here, um, yeah. wasn't he married to Fergie? He still is. Okay, did he yeah. cheat on her? Yeah. With a stripper? Yeah, stripper? Ah, I was right, I and told you. is Ben Affleck getting divorced? He did <laughs> get divorced, but there... It was... I think he was like having it off with the nanny. I think like they're sort of divorced, but they're getting back together. I think I'm not sure. You talking about Arnie? No. That was the maid. What's that? Oh, right. Okay. One <laughs> cleans your kid. The other cleans your house. Yeah. All right. So no, we just weren't sure. We we're just looking this guy up. He's in a film we're talking about. Oh, okay. Sound. Thanks. That was our entertainment department. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that is him. <laughs> but uh, I mean, so again, not a bad cast. No. So you'd wonder like what what goes wrong in, in, in something like this. Like it's just Yeah. Could be a bad film. Yeah, your woman as well, uh, Malin Ackerman is in it. Do you remember yeah, the numbers guest. game? Was it? The guest. Was she in the guest? Yeah, I think so. The guest, the one with the dude who's uh, the army. You have the thing. Yeah, Press on it and see. Um she was in Watchmen. Pretty sure she was in that twenty seven dresses thing as well. I think of somebody else called Malin. It's not exactly a common name, but no, I'm back in okay. no twenty number station. Stolen. No, I think I'm oh, back yeah. too far. What year was guest? Uh, I'll stop caring. Let's move on. Yeah, no sign of her in that, but um, yeah, Watchmen in Twenty Seven Dresses. I knew I'd seen her. Yeah, Heartbreak Kid. Stop reciting film titles of somebody we don't know. She was in two episodes of Entourage. If that interests you, anyway, um. Yeah, 97 quid. I reckon I could make more than 97 quid if I just went out and danced on the street wearing a silly hat or something like that. Like you could probably fucking make 97 quid. We'll test this theory as well as ringing the Gresham. Yeah, do the two of them together. I'll be on the phone to the Gresham while dancing wearing a silly hat and making 97 quid. But yeah, it's fucked up though, isn't it? Like with some of the it shit is. that's out there with Joe Nobody's and in Turtles. It. And Turtles, although Turtles is man, it's doing a savage box office, and I know you. Before you even say that, that doesn't mean it's a good movie. Yeah. It just means that it will be more, and I like that because I think they're good movies. <sighs> now, what have you got for us? Uh, Actually, Memorial we're podcast. We're at fifty-five minutes, which right. so is a little bit to cut out, but so. The Memorial Podcast, we missed it at the start. Oh, we did. Yes, that's right. We have lost a very influential African American. We have. Won several boxing matches, if I'm not mistaken. One or two. Um, quite outspoken, inside and outside the ring. Oh, had a big mouth. Had a few kids. One or two. 
Yes. Acted. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Never seen this movie though, but yeah, Scorpion King 3, Battle for Redemption. None other than the Kevin Ferguson <laughs> Memorial Podcast. Yes. Yeah, El Kimbo Slice bit the big one. He did. Heart failure at 42 years of age. Never. Yeah, I know. Well, shock horror. I was just surprised that it wasn't drive-by or something, that ended, to be quite honest. Yeah. Like. Oh. Um, I didn't know he had a boxing career after his mixed martial arts. Mm. I didn't know he'd gone on. And he saw a fight he was involved in. Yeah, I know, but no professional boxing. Like, uh, you know, quote unquote real boxing, you know. But yeah, his MMA record, like, you know, um, was 5 2 and 1. So it was checkered at best. Uh, that being one no contest, not a draw. Um, but his boxing record, he was actually 7 and 0, six of them by, by knockout. Like, I mean, uh, so that's not bad. No. You know, clearly he hadn't got the gas tank to work takedowns around like that. Because, I mean, if you've seen his dad off fucking 3 million fight or whatever that dude's name is, like, it was painful it to was, watch. It was like, it was. One of the worst fights I've ever seen. Like, it was absolutely just so bad. It was a, such a non-fight, like. But, yeah, well, I mean, 7-0 and in pro boxing. Now, I know pro boxers can go 50-0 and all, and all, so I don't know how many of these were tomato cans that they put in front of them, but... Yeah, a lot, because professional boxing, you have to have that record before you get the really big fights. Yeah. So, you're brought along easy. That's what I always love about mixed martial arts, is it's more legitimate. A guy that's 3-0, yeah. that's a legitimate 3-0. Or four M- most all, of the like, time, you know, yeah, most of the time. I mean, although um, Almeida fought at the weekend, gone, and I mean, for a kid who I won't say wasn't on my radar, but he's twenty one and zero. I mean, he should be a he should be much more of a household name at twenty one and zero because that's an impressive fucking record. It, it, it depends. Oh yeah, depends like fifteen of those from. fights could have been in local lads in New Jersey or wherever the hell he's from. Yeah, I guess, but it's still they were all they were what are you know quote unquote professional fights, so they had to have been. Doesn't mean they're good decent. though. Does not, yeah, right. But yeah, old Kimbo Slice popped his clogs anyway, done and dusted, left behind six kids and uh, a big vat of fucking horse tranquilizer or something, I don't know, whatever the fuck he was juicing Mm. on me, because he got done after the, even though that Dada fight was so bad, it turns out it was declared the no contest because of the, he was juicing. Yeah. It's just like, I know it's not about stamina, but how could he be juicing and be that fucking bad, like, you know, it's just terrible. It is. But he was the king of the backyard fighting. Oh yeah, although the, the, there is a term for that, how they kind of technically get away with it, and it's, I'm not sure if it's a global thing, but I know in America, um, by law, if you both consent to the fight, it can be on the street out there, it doesn't matter, the, the police have to stand by and watch, if you both turn to the police and say, no, we're consenting to fight. You can fight. Not fair enough. And um, so th- there is a name. I can't. It's just alluding me at the minute. But there is a name for that type of fighting that he done. Backyard fighting is what we would call it yeah. to the common person. But there is a name for it. But that is where he kind of came to fame. It was through YouTube and through beating the snot out of lads in gardens and stuff like that. All right. Which again was a lot more legitimate because that was proper bare knuckle fighting. Yeah. Like, that's proper boxing. You might as well say because there is an etiquette to those lads. Like you know, if, you know, you go to the ground. They don't continue to put the boot in no, like, you, you know what I mean it's, up. it's get up and keep fighting or stay down if you yeah. want to lose like it's mm. that simple I want to see the the king of Kimbo's backyard boxing fighting the king of the pikey boxing oh, no, man, yeah. I've seen a few of them videos none of them are very I mean I would I, I just have to argue that I've seen one one time yeah but are they, is it, are they bad because the guys are bad or the guys are tough I want them to fight Kimbo to find out yeah you see this is what I was just about to say to you because one of the fights I've seen and you know before I knew it I was 25 minutes into this fucking video of watching this fight and both of them were still standing and I'm kind of going, well, okay, that's 
shown some fairly good stamina, lads, but clearly neither of you mm. could punch your way out of a wet paper bag yeah, because both is are still standing. Yeah, but it's not a real fight. They throw a couple of punches and then they look at each other and yeah, and they, and they <laughs> debate as they yeah. do. You want to give up? Where are you still in this? You're still in this. <laughs> yeah, and the sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, the cup of tea and a pint and the sambo and whatnot. Yeah, but still, forty-two years of age, fairly fucking young to be yes. uh, just checking out unexpectedly. But mm. you gotta imagine a lot of it's probably down to him juicing and stuff like that yeah. because you know you're putting your body under more physical strain than it's, it's able to be taken at that age yeah so it's it inevitable is. that's it any, that. other, any other black people die S- saying that Dan Henderson is still fighting at 45 and knocking the bejesus out people fucking hell man. when that fight started um, because Louise was just sitting on our laptop so I was just sat there watching it because you were <laughs> she was sitting on our laptop yes you were, you were still in France so I'm sitting there watching the fight on my own and I had I'd just been 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 away and then I was super busy when I come back from work because when I take a few days off it's real bittersweet I get a few days off but all that business gets pushed into the next week and I was flat out so I was literally unaware of the undercard of this fight to the full degree until I turned it on and started watching it and I'm giving you the rundown and all and I kind of went oh my god they're feeding fucking Hendo to this guy like he's gonna fucking kill him like because he just he was so fucking big like he just looked insanely fucking big he always does yeah but he's after coming up a weight class so you can imagine how much bigger he looked again I mean Lombard is just he's a beast at any weight class but like he just looked fucking huge and I went oh my god I can't believe they're feeding him Hendo like and I mean let the man leave and, and, and with, with a bit of fucking with a few of his teeth and a bit of smarts with his for fuck's sake like you know but Hendo fucking knocked him out good man it was sweet it was. It was. I, was, I was like what I couldn't believe it where we're spinning ninja back elbow with a shoulder oh, roll it was ridiculous <laughs> like, I mean I've never seen that like I mean the, it's one of those things where you kind of go you know sometimes and we'll never know because we're never in those situations to know how is your balance what, but it always looks like that that's the obvious thing to do is to when somebody's trying to sweep you come back across with your momentum mm. with a strike and so that's exactly what he's doing so he threw a kick Lombard catches the kick goes to take him down so as his momentum is shifting back just brings back the elbow and just creases him on the temple and I was only sure I was seeing a Batman kind of wham come Mm. up on the screen and down goes Lombard man and he followed up with a couple of Bisbon-esque type follow up punches as he did stop punching the unconscious man but um, it was actually a pretty good card actually with the exception of the Rockhold result which was Rockhold was just he never got out of force gear I think he took Bisbon far too lightly so it was his own fault you can't like any one punch or one elbow yeah. you can be done for you know what I mean? that's it and I mean like you know as much as I don't like Bisbon because I think he's a self-entitled whinging cunt he, there's no denying his ability and the fact that how long he's been in the game like you know what I mean he's established himself now but he's just a horrible bastard like so that's why I don't like him but Rockhold just didn't give him the respect he needed and nah. ultimately got put on his ass yes, but yes he did. the real one where there was a holy shit sit up moment and kind of take note was um, the Max Holloway fight it was coming into the end of the third round he's very clearly won the fight he couldn't put your man away but he very clearly was winning it was definitely there were 10 lines across the board and he turns around and there's about 20 seconds left in the last round and the two of them are they're in the pocket they're, they're close to each other and he just looks at your man and he just points to the ground and says like right fucking let's stand here like get out of sort of way and kind of does this to your man you're right and your man goes yeah and the two of them just stood there swinging hey, giving him some rock and sock robots it, I'm talking about I mean for a guy like Holloway who kind of his thing is that elusive not staying in the pocket which is like he's not there for you to strike back at and you can't counter strike him 
and he was winning the fight it was just like oh my god this is fucking unreal and even at that you want to see the awareness of him even in an exchange like that he was slipping and ripping and even in a wild, what looked like a wild exchange when you seen the replay it was like no it was all Holloway man he was just putting a pasting on your man but it was one of them moments where you know you don't get them too often because no. lads tend to fight a bit conservatively now yeah. and, and it was just like oh yeah that's what I came to see and Rogan even said it to him afterwards just kind of laughing and kind of goes holy shit like what were you doing? And he says, well, he said he likes to bang, like, so we wanted to bang, you know? <laughs> but it was just about it, you know, you don't see that a guy going to establish, no, like, we're standing right here, like, you don't move off this fucking spot and let's start throwing, like, and, and, to, and you know the way sometimes it'll happen, but then one of them won't be looking at me, he'll shoot or something. Yeah. No, those boys just he'll, stood he'll, there. He'll cheat. Yeah, it was, it was like 20 seconds of fucking rock'em, sock'em, roll was, but it was just one of them, holy shit, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's what I like to see, and that's why I love Holloway, and that's why I want to, fucking get him back in there against McGregor I mean he held McGregor the only person to bring McGregor the distance like you know so I'd like to see him back in there because he's improved vastly since the time he met McGregor it's be interesting to see I reckon he'd I reckon he'd mm. fare out much better this time he's he's improved McGregor's good there's no denying it McGregor's great there's no denying it has no ground game but ultimately yeah, that doesn't make you great though that makes you good yeah I suppose so if you want to yeah if you want to talk about the all round thing he's a good fighter yeah. but you see McGregor back then, he was good. You see McGregor now, he's good. You see Holloway back then, he was good. You see Holloway now, he's great. Like, he's schooling lads. He's on an eight-fight win streak, like, you know what I mean? He's, he's fucking, he's, he's doing, and I mean, finishing good names, Jeremy Stevens and stuff like that. I mean, he's fighting some proper fucking lads and taking them out at their own mm. game, like, you know? But right. McGregor has been announced, hasn't he? No, that's for another podcast. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're running over budget here, yeah, are we? We are. Okay. Um, you said several minutes ago. I did. It's fifty-five minutes. Let's keep this, sh- <laughs> this stuff short. I now did. You're yeah, babbling on about. Yeah, so shut up, about McGregor. You're going on about fucking mixed martial arts. Tune in some date in the future to hear Conor McGregor and Brock Lesnar news. Oh yes, indeed. Can you see me now? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Come back next week. <laughs> okay, we will leave it there. So for this week, for me, Derek, it's goodbye. And for me, James, au revoir. Jog on. Thank <laughs> you.